1: Welcome Welcome to to the Black Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Black Girl Flow Podcast. We are joining you all with joyful spirits, good vibes, and love and abundance always. Man, October has
2: just been like a flash, but vibes on vibes, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's always vibes on vibes. Either you love October or you don't.
2: Yeah, it's such a transition. Mm. So honestly, the transition can either hit you, you know, in a
1: good way, or it comes out of left field. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have been itching to do something spooky-ooky for Halloween, but it's so funny. Me and Lexi were chatting about the holidays in which we really thrive. (laughs) And Lexi, please give the people the bit that you gave me, the statement, should I say, that you gave me. About the holiday, uh huh. Which holiday is like your main holiday? Oh
2: yeah, I I do the holiday, the the holiday, mm-hmm. which is the holiday of joy mm-hmm. and light mm. and Chris Kringle. Okay, enlighten us. <laughs> it's giving Christmas. Okay, and this is actually a really good era for me because I get to practice my staunch boundaries with thanksgiving and halloween because i do not do the spooky season and i feel very passionately about thanksgiving is just a primer you know yeah some people the holiday
1: some people have their christmas trees up like the hour after thanksgiving ends i actually even think i'm gonna
2: set the house up before i leave for thanksgiving (laughs) so that when i get home it's already ready Mm -hmm. because i have to come back late
1: and that's called preparing for our future selves, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're already
2: embodying the practice We're from already last embodying episode. The
1: practice.
2: So people really hear me when I they're like, Oh, I want to do something spooky. And I'm like, Oh, count me out. I don't I go know. to scare wins. I don't do scary. Everyone's like, For real? I'm like, Yep. Yeah.
1: Boo. But in my head it's Get it? Oh, Christmas tree. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay enough with the cheesy jokes It's funny though because I really Have been itching to be Steve Harvey For Halloween for some reason I gagged I just can't seem to like Imagine myself with You know wig cap on I've got so much hair (laughs) And blending it in I'm just like What are we gonna do So that's like my first contender for Halloween Okay I'm Mm -hmm. loving that yeah, and I'm so happy that we balance each other out because like you're saying with Christmas, I don't – since my birthday is like a few days before Christmas, I look Different to you priorities. for the Christmas vibes. Yeah, exactly. And then you can look to me for whatever spooky like fall vibes we got going on. Exactly.
2: You're you're hosting Thanksgiving this year, so yeah. I've already dubbed her the Thanksgiving – turkey honestly pretty much yeah and pretty it much. Is. you need that balance and we were just in a conversation with some of our other friends about how in relationships there's like a true christmaser and those always find the non-christmasers or the non like holiday person mm-hmm. and it always balances out
1: it really does my boyfriend was like do you really not fuck with christmas and i was like <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like
2: he fucks with Christmas.
1: Yeah, he's he was really looking at me different, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. Like we can lean on you. Like I'll indulge, but I'm not. I'm not going caroling. I'm maybe I might see the Nutcracker." You know, it just really depends on the year. So the, the theory does prevail.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And I would say that that pretty much is like our post check, ladies and gentlemen. I
2: agree. We're preparing. We're, we're preparing for the spooky season and all that's coming after that, which I think is going to be it's going to be nice, honestly. As weird as sometimes the holidays can be in your 20s where you're like still in that in between, once you commit to whatever holiday is, it ends up being a really good time. So I think we're in that era of like, okay, we've decided now and now it's just a part of our brand.
1: And I would really love to hear if you guys think I should be Steve Harvey for Halloween. Just DM, DM (laughs) Black Girl Flow podcast. And you know, for every person that DMs me, I'll be like, that's a vote towards being Steve Harvey. (sighs) Well, yeah,
2: we'll release the tape of me helping you put a bald cap on. I'm all sure of it. All
1: of it. Well, I'm excited for this episode. I mean, I'm always excited to chat about for sure. the trials and tribulations of being in our 20s and yeah. finding flow that come with it and finding flow amidst the chaos. Yeah. And one thing that I have been experiencing, but I'm sure everyone is constantly experiencing is this feeling of change yeah and I feel like the way that we usually frame change within our 20s is this thing this tornado that like disrupts every aspect of flow in our life like we look at it as a negative thing instead of a positive thing something where you know, we end up losing lifelong friends when we are in our 20s because we grow apart. Yeah, and Yeah, like, super
2: existential.
1: Very existential. And we never really talk about it as this transformation, this evolution of our soul and like...
2: Our being, who we are.
1: Absolutely. And so today, I think it would be really cool if we both pose the question to our audience of how do you embrace change Yeah, and what do you do in the face of change? Yeah. Because you can really just end up falling on one side of the scale. Either it can be something that you don't embrace or you completely embrace, but regardless, it's happening. And <laughs> just like nature, there are different seasons of our life For sure. that we have
0: to manage
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the way that
2: you put that is something that is the hardest part to accept about it, which is that it's going to happen regardless. So even though you could have a really extreme relationship to it or maybe not even have a level of awareness that it's happening, like it's happening. And that's kind of scary. And I think that's where a lot of that... Um, societal narrative or expectations around it or negative connotation comes from because you just don't know what's the byproduct of it but you know it's happening um, and I think there's been a lot of phases in my life where I'm thinking about that I think right now I'm in a phase where I didn't realize that that was happening in one area of my life as y'all already know and we've talked about it the past couple of episodes there is a lot of change in my life currently that I actively chose like I chose to really lean into a season of change and adjust my lifestyle professionally, personally in a lot of arenas. And there's an area that I didn't really account for, especially in your 20s too. Sometimes things just come out of left field that you're like, wait, everybody's having kids now? Like everybody's getting married? Like how do I manage relationships? And in my priority of adjusting a lot of things in my life, I actually... I am so shameful to admit this, but I forgot two of my best friend's birthdays this year and I totally recognize like after the fact, like I kind of knew in my spirit, it was the essence of their birthday. Cause I was like texting them. And these are two friends that one thing we go up for each other is, is our birthdays. Like we always call each other. We're always FaceTiming like on our birthday, like we used to go hard and I am like, Oh my gosh, what is changing in my life that like my relationships are changing that like this is not something that I accounted for. And then I was in a conversation with a different friend where we were saying that like being in relationships and having different demands in work, like how do you adjust for the change in your relationships? And to be quite honest, I'm in that place right now where I have to ask myself, what's my relationship to change, especially when it comes to my friendships. Um, and it's because a lot of that change happened right underneath my feet and I'm just now coming to the consciousness of like, dang, all these things were happening right in front of me and I just didn't even know it was hitting me.
1: It can feel just, yeah, it change can feel very overwhelming and evaluating our relationship to change is extremely important. And one thing that I think I've been looking to while I've been evaluating my, Relationship to change is numerology. Yeah. And what's really helpful to know is that you're in your number one year. Yeah, And so you're starting over, you're at the like literal start of the numerology piece. Yeah. So it like, it makes sense that you're, you've completely uprooted your life and like you are on to this next new chapter. Yeah. And I think what's really great is that when we talk about community, you're so good at like being communicative with your community and just kind of bringing them in at times on like where you are and the importance of just having people that will still Mm -hmm. champion you even when you know you may miss birthdays and yeah figuring out new structures for like communicating with friends is always needed but with me I'm in my number five year yeah and The way that they at times describe (laughs) number five is that it's in like the middle of the numerology, like yearly calendar type thing. So it can feel like a pause and like a defeated soldier is kind of like the theme of yeah. it where it's like, uh, you're looking at two crossroads and you're trying to figure out which crossroad do you want to go down? I would highly recommend somebody looking, well everyone looking into their numerology because it really does help give you insight on what stage of life you're mm-hmm. in. Um, but I would say that this year was a year in which with it being my number five year, Change was literally like trying to drag me by my belt loop, and me (laughs) like, knock, knock, yes, I'm here for Olivia. (laughs) Will you come downstairs? And it's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm like holding on to the door hinges, (laughs) and it's still just pulling me by my belt loop. And I really went kicking and screaming. Belt loop is insane. It really was my belt loop and multiple belt loops at that. And I used to think I was someone that was really good at handling change. But this year was something where I really acknowledged and became more self-aware of the fact that when it comes to change in certain aspects of my life, like my career, mm-hmm. that is really unsettling to me. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up moving around a bit. Like moving homes is not as much of a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the actual, let's say, people in my life mm-hmm. or the path, career path that I'm like trying to find purpose in, those are more of like the earth shattering mm-hmm. moments. And I was reading this uh substack by this woman, Laura McGowan, and uh, she has the Substack called Love Story. For those that don't know, Lo- Su- Substack is a newsletter platform, and she listed out the five reasons people usually like avoid pain, and I mean not pain, change, and the five reasons being fear of pain. Which is, you know, pretty obvious. Like we don't want to feel pain. We don't, we want to avoid it at all costs. We want to
2: know what we're going into. We want to know the outcome. Exactly.
1: Fear of uncertainty. If I do this, then what? What will it mean for X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. Fear of disapproval, you know, but my parents, friends, ex-husband, sister, etc. Won't get it. The fear of being seen, wanting, trying, or failing. Mm. Actual vulnerability. And the big question of who want, who am I to fear? Why should I do this when so many can't? What if I outshine others? Who do I think I am? Yeah. And these prompts and questions really had me thinking of, you know, what is the root of the pain that comes with change within yeah. my life? And how can I acknowledge this and embrace this so I can move forward?
2: yeah. And I just want to applaud anybody who gets to that place because it is such a place of surrendering in a way. You know, when you give us such a clear visual of getting yanked by your belt loops and being resistant to that change too, which based off of that sub is kind of the natural reaction to these things. When you decide to say, all right, not even just I'm going to aimlessly surrender to this, but purposefully start to be curious about, okay. Like we said, if this is going to happen, if there's going to be change and movement in my life, because that's life, let me at least be curious about my relationship to this change. And I love because that those prompts, those kind of five different elements that we interact with with change, give us five different entry points into understanding that relationship with change. Because it doesn't have to be that it's all of those. For some things, it could be an uncertainty and uncertainty of Is this the career path? Is this the relationships that I want to be? Who am I without these relationships? Some of it could just be a different element that's associated with that. But this at least gives us a framework to be curious about the relationship to that change and start to not just be like, I can't see, I'm blind. You know what I mean? But interact with this and use it as an opportunity to move through it. So I think we're seeing a theme of when we can... tackle things head on and face forward we really are stronger and better when we come out on the other side from it and we tend to have more clarity and that's kind of what we're all chasing it's a little bit more gosh darn it our 20s if it can get us clarity like that's really what we're in it for so I love that because I think that gives us exactly the posture to ask ourselves our relationship to change
1: what were some of the questions that you were asking yourself as you were uprooting? Your life essentially this year, and you took the leap to yeah. not having a nine to five anymore. Yeah. And like stepping into that and being like, I'm going to do it anyway.
2: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I, when I think about those pillars, I think about so many different episodes we've talked about. And the one that I think resonates with me is the like, who am I scared to be after this change? And it reminds me of that episode we had of just the fear of our own success sometimes. And so I think in that moment of change, there's so much of uncertainty. And I was really committed to the vision of who? who I wanted to be and the lifestyle that I wanted to have. And I wanted my story to be, at least she tried. So it's like, I didn't want it to just be in my head of, oh, it would be great to like have a lifestyle where I worked a little bit more flexible hours or I was just, the work that I was doing was more aligned with the values and the long-term passions I had. And I wanted to try. And I'm kind of okay with the uncertainty Because it's interesting, just like I had a vision to get a house before 25, I think this was kind of that next vision I had for myself where it was like, okay, get closer and closer to like a flexible lifestyle. And now I have no idea what's next. And I think that that's really important because it's like, okay, now we're embracing change and we're going to let this insight fuel what is next instead of just being so fixed on things. And if it goes awry, feeling like it's earth shattering. So for me, I think it was definitely that idea of I was kind of scared of, whoa, like, am I going to be the success that I fear if I actually embrace all of this change? So -hmm. that was kind of what I was interrogating
1: for myself. Would you say that this has been like the year you felt maybe like the most uncomfortable within just like having a having security even
2: yeah I think this I at 26 in general has been an interesting year of you can just feel how life is a little bit different and it's actually the little bit different and the accumulation of little bit different that gets you at the end. And that is kind of what I'm talking about. I'm like I've made a lot of tiny, small changes that haven't been earth shattering. Y'all been here for so long. I'm like, I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. And then I change one little thing and then another little thing. Cause in comparison to you, there's been a lot of major changes when I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, I've just made these tiny adjustments. But then when you zoom out, it's the accumulation. So it's a different type of change. It's a different type of discomfort. Um, But I think I am learning to let that discomfort be your growing edge in a lot of ways and actually embodying that. But like I said, it's about being aware because now I've embraced a lot of these changes and there's kind of adjustments and consequences of those changes in ways that I didn't see. And Mm -hmm. I think a little bit of that is to the kind of interpersonal relationships that I might've been neglecting in prioritizing this season in my life that I'm ready to kind of pour back into
1: and I like to think that the L and Lexi stands for long game because <laughs> this girl she plays the long game I do play the long at games. things and I, I love how vulnerable and open you're being with us right now because it's like you're showing how even in the midst of you uprooting and everything yeah they may be the Accum- accumulation of small changes, but it still can feel icky. Just like being one, you know, percentage off. For sure, it just feels like ick. Yeah, and I think a lot of us get really close to these like moments where we are on the precipice of like just the life that we envisioned and wanted, sure. and then we self sabotage because we just want to go back to what's familiar. Yeah, and what's certain? It's what what's seen. certain? What mm-hmm. we've seen. And so sometimes, again, going back to our most previous episode, it's, it's a conversation between ourselves of what is the bigger yes that we want in the, in this piece of change. Like oftentimes we have to hurt long enough Mm -hmm. to then want to change something. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do I want to continue hurting? Mm -hmm. Am I just going to get really comfortable with this hurt, you know, this Mm -hmm. pain? Um, Instead of going after what I really want. And so asking yourself, who am I? What do I really want? And really having this inner knowing of the deeper transformation that is happening is for my better good. And I'm learning to detach from all things and to know that everything that I have and need is within me.
2: Okay, queen, pop off. (laughs) Did you get to that point? from your evolution of getting yanked by the belt loop. And is that kind of the questions that are helping guide and ground you? Cause I'm sure you're still, is it fair to say, still processing a lot of that change?
1: Absolutely. I think oftentimes, or at least for me within this situation um, where I was really trying to handle change well, but maybe not so well, it felt like a spiral and I, and I just kind of got tired of spiraling really and truly. <laughs> I was like, I am just going to embrace this because each time I think I'm trying to like predict an outcome, yeah. it never ends up being what I think it is and it never yeah. ends up being the outcome for my best interest. So yeah. why don't we put the tarot cards down? <laughs> why don't we stop looking at astrology, <laughs> trying to predict everything and yeah. just like embrace The season of not knowing it was really tough. And I saw this um, quote again on Substack where I can we can link this in the show notes. But she said to be interesting, the process of transformation is to be willing to admit it takes a long time. Mm -hmm. I believe that people can make progress on their problems, but I can't commit to any timeline Someone else will promise you enlightenment in five years, salvation in three. I think that you should get up in the morning and be a good friend, do good work, open the curtains. Worrying about the apocalypse will always feel more important than being (laughs) attentive to the people you love. But is it? Your problems will be less consuming if you pay real attention to the rest of the world.
2: I feel like that's the perfect bridge for both how me and you are navigating change in our life. And it reminds me i was working with a colleague and you know we're talking about deep structural inequities in our systems but he always asks the group he says does change happen bit by bit or all at once Mm. and the answer is yes Mm. change happens bit by bit and all at once and that's kind of what came to my heart when you read that of like yeah there is everything, the undercurrent of change. And we can choose our posture and our relationship to that change. And it takes our intention. And with that intention and with the tools that we have, we can live a really beautiful life.
1: 100%. I love that. Okay. We went from being scaredy cats of change to now changes our biffle. And it's so interesting because as we're in this season of change where the, fall, where the leaves are falling... Mm-hmm and we're in october and we're like what the heck how is it october yeah and the quote that you just gave reminds me of how it's like this year you know we felt every month Mm -hmm. but now we're like oh my gosh it's october and so time goes on with or without you ain't that the truth and so what are what's gonna be the choice yeah how are we going to move through the hardest points When really just the stillness of being aware and observant during change can feel like the hardest part of it all. Like, what are we going to do?
2: Exactly. And I think we've offered a lot of good questions for people to just consider, right? This doesn't have to be some intense, you know, go On a sabbatical and think about this just as you're driving, as you're talking to people, open up this conversation and ask people how they're experiencing change, what lessons that they've learned with it, or just kind of meditate on it for yourself. But I hope it's stoked a lot of curiosity for people to think about their relationship to change and what the year has brought them, especially as we are kind of transitioning with the weather and the seasons and all that has to come as we start to close out this year. You're closing it out 24, headed into 25. There's a lot of exciting things Mm. that we can take the clarity into the next phase of life. So I'm pumped and I hope folks I hope everybody is really thinking about that relationship to change and what they want that to be in the future too.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks y'all for joining us on another episode. And we can't wait to come back next week for yet another conversation. But in the meanwhile, we will leave you with peace, love, and blessings. Bye y'all. See ya. All right. That wraps up our episode this week. We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify, as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and
2: TikTok, so connect with us there if you want to join in on all the key keys. With that said,
1: we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.